how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. I am so happy and grateful to be here with you for another episode today. I hope you're having a great May so far. I hope you're having a good day, whatever you are up to, whatever you're doing. Sitting down here, it is quiet time slash nap time. I am drinking that second cup of coffee. I was so pride, yeah, prideful actually, <laughs> proud of myself for lately. Uh, since Judah was born, really only having one cup a day, and I just got back into like the hobby of it. I just look forward to. This actually, when I recorded, if you listen to like um, enhancing your morning episode and I was talking about making things enjoyable and the idea of sitting down to pray with a cup of coffee and a candle just appealed to me so much that I put my morning coffee back in. So this is actually my like normal time to have the coffee. I just skipped. I used to skip the morning cup, which is I know completely backwards and most people, most people need that first cup of the morning. Anyways, as usual, starting out with a little aside that you did not need to know, but maybe, you know, you feel like we know each other a little better now, which thank you, by the way, one more thing before we get into the episode. Thank you so much for those of you who have been leaving reviews lately. I feel like I haven't even been super hounding it and I keep getting emails because I get emails when I'm notified of one and I read it right away and love it so much to hear what you enjoy and the best compliments that I'm not you know, like, oh, yeah, I just love compliments. But the thing that makes me the happiest to hear is when you say that you feel like we are just sitting down like friends or that it's really down to earth. Because if I could <laughs> convince you, I, I if you saw my life, I wouldn't need to convince you like it's extremely down to earth. I'm sitting in my bedroom recording this podcast. My son is the next room over sifting through Legos that you could probably hear clanging pretty loudly. Like I am as down to earth as it gets. And I appreciate that it feels like that, and everything we talk about, I do, and that's another side. Okay, last aside before we get into the podcast. <laughs> I talk in circles like you might do. Um, no, one of my clients right now in the group uh, program that we are in said, because I have them doing five workouts a week, and she's like, you don't really do that, do you? And it was funny. It was a direct call. I'm like, no, I do. Like, I at least take one rest day a week and typically two. It totally depends what season I'm in, what my goals are, whatever. When I'm pregnant, I drop down to three to four times a week. But my usual is five times a week. Sometimes it's six, but usually it's five. So it was just funny that I tell you and advise you to do the things that I would do myself. And I'm just sharing with you not only what has worked for me, but since I have worked with hundreds of women what has worked for a majority of people too and talking about the anomalies when things don't work and, and maybe things that you need to try for the minority. So anyway, all that to say, I'm happy to be here with you. I appreciate your reviews. If you have not reviewed it and you would love to take a second to just rate and review the podcast, I'd be so grateful and know that I will be so excited when I read that review. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about your calories. Now, some of you might be tracking your macros. Some of you might be eating intuitively. I don't care which you are. This could apply to both of you. You're Even if it's not physically set, like you're not physically looking at what your calorie number is each day, just eating intuitively like means that you're eating around a typical number of calories a day. You're eating around a typical number of carbs, fat, and protein. And they're probably set too low. If you're listening to this and you've never worked with me before in a group program or one-on-one and you've been doing this yourself, there are very good chances you've set it too low. And I am saying this to you fresh off um, at the time of recording this. Just last night, I went through, yeah, I'll actually all day yesterday, but I finished up last night, going through the food logs of all the ladies in the eight-week beginner challenge. Shout out to any of you listening. And I asked them just to log the first week so I can see what they're eating. 
And good news, bad news for them is that they really usually are under eating and I get to jump them up. And usually what happens is this makes them absolutely freak out. They're like, that's way too high. I wanted to lose fat. I don't want to bulk up. That's too high. It's so funny and I'm not making fun of it for those of you who have done this and who are listening. Because it's normal, it's natural, we've been so trained by the culture and the diet culture that low calorie is best and that we don't want to eat calories and everything is 100 calorie packs and those kinds of and those kinds of things. And that's what does work for quote unquote like fad diets. If you sign up for Nutrisystem or um, South Beach Diet or whatever, like something that's going to give you a meal plan, they're going to have you eating super low calorie, maybe 1,000 to 1,200 calories. Yeah, so you drop weight quickly, which means you're just dropping weight doesn't mean you're dropping fat. Huge distinction. You're probably just losing water weight. And as soon as you start eating more than that or eating off the plan, you gain everything back, usually plus more. So yeah, that's one way to do it. And so I get it. That's what people think. Okay, if I'm going to be doing a new eating plan, it's going to be low calorie. Like I need to be on a diet. It's going to be restrictive. It's completely opposite of what I teach you, what I promote, what I do myself. So If you have been trying to apply the knowledge from this podcast by yourself, which is totally cool, and I talk about that all the time, like go for it. That's great. I understand not everyone can work with me, nor can I unfortunately work with everyone. So it goes both ways. But you cannot set yourself too low. What I do recommend is I just like kind of kissed the microphone. That might have been really loud too. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I got excited. (laughs) What I do recommend is doing exactly what I had the ladies do of tracking themselves for a week. Now, here's the thing. There's one of two ways this goes. I ask clients to do this and either, and I say just track and don't try to hit any targets. Either option one is they track like three days and all of those days are like 1,200, 1,300, 1,100, 1,200. Then they don't track several days that are usually in between or just the next like three days. They just don't log. Okay, so what I am assuming happens there is they're eating really low calorie. They're eating what they think is quote unquote really clean. Then they don't log and go off the rails for a day or two days or three days because they're so hungry. You're so hungry when you're eating that low calorie. And it makes sense because your body's like, please feed me. But you never see those calories like down in print. So if you had a 1,200 calorie day, a 1,300 calorie day, an 1,100 calorie day, then if you were to actually log what you ate for the next two days to make up for it, it might be 24, 2,500 calories. But if I set you at 1,800, 1,900, 2,000 calories, you would be like, what? Like, no, that's way too high. I want to lose fat. I'm not going to lose fat at 1,900 calories. Yeah, you will because right now you're so all over the place. What is going to be more beneficial and what is going to be healthier for you overall is to have a consistency so your body knows what's coming in. It knows what to expect. It's not in starvation mode. And then as soon as you overfeed it, clings to that because it knows it's going to go back into starvation mode. So the best thing you can do for your body and the takeaway from this podcast is to go with your median number that you're typically eating. So I said that that's like number one, the way that it goes for some women when they start logging and I ask them to do that is like super low calorie, then a couple like binge days. The other option is that they actually do listen to me and log every single day. And that's what I actually see then in writing or see in print. And you know what usually sadly comes with it is usually 
an explanation or a description or something like, well, Monday through Thursday, I was super good. But then Friday, we were out for my son's t-ball game. So we got ice cream after. But then Saturday, we had family over. And we don't usually do that. So we had pizza. It's like a whole slew of excuses. And I'm like, no, I don't need the, the ring roll, which is fine. I understand it. Again, I'm not making fun of any of this. It obviously to each individual person seems very like, oh, it's the first time they're going through it. So it's their experience. But me seeing it with hundreds of women, literally over 300 women at least, it's, you know, routine. It's pattern. I get it. It's like a doctor seeing a patient. I'm not calling myself a doctor. I do not have those credentials. However, do you see what I mean? Like it's so routine to me that it's like, yep, no, it makes sense. And we feel the need to come up with excuses that are, you you know, true and whatnot. I'm not saying they're not. But the thing is, even if family hadn't come into town or you hadn't been running around for your son's baseball game or whatever it was, you still probably would have eaten more that day because you were so hungry from the days before. So whether I'm actually seeing it in logs because they were dutiful and logged all their days or I'm not seeing those overboard days because they didn't want to log it, or lost track or whatever, like, again, all understandable. That's still the pattern that happens. And again, ladies, like, I'm talking to you from personal experience. So how do I also know this? Yes, from working with over, you know, hundreds of women. Also for myself, because when I do that, when I eat, even like days I just forget to eat, or I don't eat enough protein, or I don't drink enough water, that will happen for a couple days. And then I'm in the pantry eating tortilla chips the next day in between meals, because I'm so hungry, and I'm trying to make up for the last couple of days. So Think about this honestly. If you are trying to round out your calories to make sure your macros are at the right percentages for you, if you're pursuing fat loss or maintenance or whatever it is, and even those of you who are changing seasons of life and and kind of transitional seasons, I've shared before, I don't typically track like day to day. I am more eating intuitively because I know by now after 10 years what my body needs. However, In times of transition, when I'm weaning a baby, my baby is nine months right now. He'll be almost 10 months at the time of this recording. I'm going to wean him around a year, and I'm probably going to go back to tracking because I need to then realize what my actual caloric needs are without feeding somebody else. So right now I'm eating intuitively, but that transition I'm definitely going to be logging. Um, Sometimes like if I'm coming off of, I would like to say if I was coming off of pregnancy, but I don't, (laughs) I didn't this time because again, the breastfeeding thing. So you know what I mean? But many of you who are trying to log, lose fat, whatever, you're setting yourself up for failure by setting your targets too low. And so many people do this. And I think there's so many whys behind it, like I said, diet culture, but also because when you look at labels, most labels that have the serving sizes, are based on a 1,200 calorie diet or a 2,000 calorie diet. So what does our brain do? We look at that and think, okay, well, 1,200 calorie would be for women and 2,000 be for men. That is all so relative. Are you 5'8"? Are you 5'1"? Do you have muscle on your body? Do you not? Like there are so many variations there and so much like fluctuation that it totally depends on the person reading the label. Which is why I've talked about before on the podcast and I've talked about in my groups and with clients that serving sizes are totally relative. What is a serving size for a six-foot male? Sorry, now I'm hearing like farm noises. I think he's using like a, you know, one of those books that you press the sounds along with. Anyways, I digress. I'm like, what is going on out there? It sounds like a barnyard. Um, Lost my train of thought a little bit. I'll get it back. But 
if I'm looking at the back of like, let's say tortilla chips, always my favorite example. It's like serving size, seven chips. Right, but am I a six-foot male with a ton of muscle or am I a pretty sedentary five-foot-four person? Like, that's me. <laughs> and I am listing myself as pretty sedentary because my lifestyle is a lot of sitting and nursing, standing and watching at the park, standing, sitting, standing, sitting. It's very sedentary. It's much more so than before. So however – do I have more muscle on my body than maybe somebody else reading that who's 5'4", who has, you know, very little muscle on their body? Like, it all depends. So serving sizes are absolutely relative. And that 1,200-calorie number and 2,000-calorie number are totally arbitrary. It depends on every other factor. So those are some of the factors, like your muscle composition, your activity. Are you breastfeeding? Are you pregnant? What's your height? What's, you know, everything. And I talked about, if you haven't caught that before, why I talk about how much muscle is on your body is because muscle burns more than fat, even at rest, up to three times as much. So if, yeah, you're so conditioned, you're so trained, you your body has a very low fat percentage, you know, muscle to fat ratio kind of a thing, you have more muscle on your body than you do fat, yeah, you're going to be able to eat more calories. This is how this works. So my advice to you and the point of this podcast is – Many of you listening, if you actually up your calories, balance them out, make the treats fit, stay consistent, you're going to be surprised to see fat loss. This is the route that I go when I'm working with a one-on-one client or when I'm working with a group is I have them just log so I can get a good picture of what their average calories are. Then I balance out, once I have that overall number, say they're floating around like one day's 1,500, one day's 1800 one days 1650 whatever I'll go middle of the road somewhere and I usually start a little bit higher so that we have room to go down say I start them then at 1700 calories then I'm going to balance out the categories according to their natural eatings I start with protein because this is if you're doing this in my fitness pal which is the app that I recommend doing I start with protein and I shoot for between 100 grams and their ideal body weight in grams so I usually go right around there Protein's typically difficult for most women to hit without just eating chicken and turkey all day. So sometimes lately, this is a switch for me because three years ago, Brittany would have just said, just eat the high number and you'll be successful. However, I get that, you know, cost of meat is up. Like there's a lot of other factors too. So I'd rather you do something you're actually going to see progress on and then maintain versus do it for a month and then chicken yourself out. Like literally, you're so sick of chicken that you just stop eating it. So... I start with protein. I go between 100 grams in their ideal body weight. And then those next two numbers, carbs and fat, I play with a little bit according to the way they are naturally leaning. If I see from those three days or from that week of logging, whatever they show me, I that they are leaning more fat, higher fat than carb, I will adjust accordingly, all within reason, because your body's preferred fuel source is still carbs. So when I'm programming for a client, I'm always going to have you start with carbs, the highest protein. I already gave you that range. And then fat is going to be the lowest, but sometimes fat and carb are very close to each other, depending on how many overall calories you're getting and depending on your eating style. So that was a lot. I just took you a couple more steps down the road so you can see how I do that for people and how I start them off. But my point there is that once I determine what their average calorie amount was, and I just balance out the the groups of carbs, fat, and protein because maybe their average was around 1,700 calories most days, 
but it was like super high carb, super low protein. Just by balancing out those groups sometimes, they will already see fat loss there. So then they'll say like, well, am I in a deficit? Should we cut down? Is this too many calories? No. If you are losing fat, you stay there. You stay there. And I've talked about this in episodes where I talk about setting and adjusting your macros. Macros? (laughs) So weird. Setting and adjusting your macros. You stay there. You squeeze out that sponge. You use it for all it's worth. Then if you stall and you actually have been sticking to those macros. People also love to do this. Like they then stop logging for five days or like log one out of every seven days. And they're like, okay, I think we need to lower my macros because I am not seeing progress. I'm like, you're not seeing progress because you're not doing anything right now. Right now you're doing nothing. (laughs) And that's a cold hard truth. You heard it here from me talking to you as a friend that you've got to actually stick to it to see progress with whatever you're doing. But And to then I will say, well, just get back on what you were doing. And then we'll see if you've really plateaued. Yes, we'll cut down a little bit and start a cut. But a lot of times, just by starting where they are calorie-wise and balancing it out, the consistency is what leads to fat loss. Because instead of going three days in a row at 1,200 calories and then going 3,000 calories on the weekend – you're going to see how you can actually maintain this lifestyle by attending parties and fitting foods in. Having the pizza, but having a side salad with it. Having a beer, but skipping the fruit tray because you can swap those out. Like there's so many tips and tricks that you can use to make the most out of your macros that we talk about in the group and working one-on-one and things like that. Or if you're doing this on your own, you're gleaning these tips from the podcast or from other sources But in general, many of you are probably chasing a low number and setting yourselves up for failure when you're actually going to lose fat if you bump that number up a little bit, okay? Again, make sure you have the right balance, though, because like my fitness pal, if you just use the auto set, is going to put you at 50 grams of carbs, 20 grams of protein, 30 grams of fat, and I don't use that at all. I don't use that equation. Um, However, then if some of you message me and are like, okay, can you just set my macros for me? I can't because I have no idea what you're currently eating. I have no idea what your eating style is. And that is what I like to see in the logs before I do any of this. So it really is like you need to log first and figure out what you're, if you're going to try to do this yourself, look at your own eating style and then balance out those macros. Don't just go with the auto set and don't just automatically set it to 1,200 or 1,300, 1,400 because you think that that is going to get you progress or that's going to get you where you want to be. Start where you are, balance it out, and you're going to start losing weight just from not having those huge binge days that are unaccounted for. Okay, I think I beat that horse dead enough. I hope you understand what I am talking about. And if you do not, feel free to shoot me a message at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. And I actually have a ton of questions that have come in recently from a couple ladies. So I think I'm going to sneak a Q&A episode in next episode before what I had planned to get to some of these. So really good ones as well that, you know, almost 200 episodes in felt like I'd covered a lot of ground, but I was like, oh, have not talked about those. So thank you. And you can send me messages with questions anytime too that I would love to use for a Q&A fitmomlife to the fullest at gmail.com. All right, ladies, thank you so much. And I will talk to you next time. Have a great rest of your day.